Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. to the Wicked Anime Podcast. I am hard man with harder opinions, Andrew, and with me is Jonathan, the stupid awesome analyst. What's up, guys? And today, we have two very special guests with us today. As you can tell, it's not Dylan, because I am doing the introduction. With us, we have from the Boston Master Brigade, once again, King Baby Duck Evan. Hey, guys. How's it going? And from YouTube's 42 Anime Reviews, 42 Believer, Sarah. Hello! Nice to meet you all for the first time. Okay, so um, that's Dylan's job. So now I'm done, I guess. So, so it's my turn. Well, no, I, well, I, I tell you to ring the news bell, and then you ring the news bell, and then it's my turn again. Well, how do you hey. ring the news bell? Hey, Andrew, ring the news bell. News. Just like that. That's what a bell sounds like. Oh, okay. <laughs> so let, me, let me grab my news here, because I just wrote it down five seconds ago before we started recording. Don't, don't, don't let them in on the secret. The, our, our fans already don't expect that much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So first up in media news, there was a, just a recent announcement that Blue Exorcist is going to be airing on Toonami. I actually haven't heard too much about this. Sarah, you've seen a couple episodes, right? Yeah, I've seen a couple episodes. So. And what's your opinions on it? Uh, as I have stated earlier, it is slightly better than Sword Art Online, and I have a very low opinion of Sword Art Online. <laughs> so it is, it is like mediocre, but a little bit better than mediocre. Ouch. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it's... I think It's <laughs> mediocre. But not... It's it's better than mediocre. I guess it's... It's like if mediocre had, like, mediocre. It was like... Mediocre. <laughs> um, I, I think it's it's a good choice for Toonami simply because it's kind of average, but it's not too out there that prospective anime fans would get, you know, like, scared off by hear it. That, hear that? Toonami, stop playing the mediocre. We, we, I do not endorse that. That Sarah is endorsing that. Let, let me guess. It's going to be on at 2.30 in the morning, so why even bother? Probably. Probably. Well, in related news to that, to begin with, we do have the, the announcement, that, which was a couple weeks ago, that they were going to be playing other movies, too. Like, they're going to be playing uh, Akira, Summer Wars, the first Full Metal Alchemist movie, Sorry, Victoria, and uh, Trigon Badland Rebel. Which, 
Those are all awesome. Except for the Full Metal Alchemist. Well, Full Metal Alchemist. But um, I am really curious as to how they're even going to play Akira on TV. Because it's yeah. very not made for TV. Well, well, maybe that's why they're putting it on <laughs> so late at night. So maybe they, they're able to get away with it. You know how like Comedy Central, like after midnight, they yeah. can actually air uncensored like, stand-up? Maybe this is going to be the case with Adult Swim. It's also mm. not mediocre. <laughs> but here's my here's what I'm wondering is why are they putting Summer Wars on so late when it's really a good family picture that should probably be on like more at like seven or eight o'clock in the evening. But well, let's be honest, like they're never gonna do that. That's because <laughs> they don't play anime on Cartoon Network anymore. It's strictly Toonami's job to do that. And because Toonami is on Adult Swim now, they have to play it during the Adult Swim hours. Just, just how it is. Look, I'm a, I'm perfectly happy having Mamoru Hosoda all to myself, okay? <laughs> no, the world must know about Mamoru Hosoda. Yeah, but like, it'll, it'll happen some, someday, hopefully, maybe. Maybe. Still hasn't won an Oscar. <laughs> Even though he Soon. totally deserved it. Uh, he'll get an Oscar. But anyways, the rest of these movies are pretty awesome. Uh, did they ever? Did they play Trigun uh, on Adult Swim back in the day? Yes, they played yeah. the original Trigun. Yeah. Okay, so it has it had a history on there then. Because Badland Rumbles is freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was very impressive. I loved it, and I liked how they had set it up so it happens in between like the first half of the series. Yeah, the well, it's half. like the Cowboy Bebop movie. Like it's yeah. just another adventure they had, you know. Mm-hmm. And generally, with anime movies, we had a discussion about this on the podcast already, but you know. It doesn't hurt to bring it up again. Like, when you make anime movies, you can't make it canon because not everybody can go see the movie. So, like, if it's if it's going to be a part of the TV show, it has to be its own entity so that not too many important things happen. The only one that I know that important things have happened is when uh, Luffy got his second gear in, in one of the movies. Like, so all of a sudden, the, se- the next season showed up and he was in second gear. And you're like, what the heck is this? See, that's the thing about Fullmetal Alchemist. This movie, it's... The, uh, I just don't it's, like... It's, it's the uh, ending to yeah. the original series. The original series. So you had to have watched the full series before watching yeah. this one. Uh-huh. And, and that's why this the other form of the Alchemist movie, uh, Secret Star of Milos, is a lot better because it's one of those, it was another adventure kind of things. And it, I mean, it wasn't that... It was a standalone good, movie. It was a standalone movie. Kind of like with the... Kind of like with uh, when they did the standalone complex movie. Yeah, yeah, Solid State Society. Yes, which is, I think, in, in all honesty, my favorite of the Ghost in the Shell movies. I actually still haven't seen Solid State Society. Too, it plays more akin to standalone complex. You know, not, it's not as philosophical yeah. as the Ghost in the Shell and Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence. But by taking out the philosophical parts and keeping, and then, you know, adding more of the standalone complex stuff, it actually made the story more coherent. It's yeah. actually a little bit more fun than all of the other past films. You're being talked at. <laughs> so next up in media news, uh, there's been an announcement that Guillermo del Toro is to hold a Miyazaki masterclass. I forgot Toronto. where. Uh, yes, Toronto. There we go. That was that was it. The Toronto International Film Festival. Freaking Canada. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to Toronto. Our mayor likes crack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. So, Guillermo del Toro is going to be holding a masterclass where they're also going to view uh, Castle in the Sky after his discussion of art style and all that good stuff. I mean, I would love to hear what he has to say about Miyazaki. You know, he's such a a highly held... um, Visionary. Yeah, and as we all know now, he's just 
in love with anime. Yeah, so. yeah. Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah. Specific Rim. What? 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 Oh, did, I, did I say that out loud? Um, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> that just... Pacific Rim is awesome. Pacific Rim. Yes. Have you guys seen the video of Guillermo del Toro going to the Gundam Museum? Oh my gosh! It's no. so adorable. It's like what? a kid. It's like a kid in a candy shop. Like he sees the big Gundam <laughs> statue and he's like, "Oh, yeah!" Like no, like <laughs> like he he. Uh, it's actually pretty. You guys need to check it out. He's like in. He sees the giant Gundam and he like walks away from the from the crowd, just staring up at it. And like you see his like face, and he's just like, "Wow." Like looking at wow, like in his face, and then and then it like makes the the Gundam noise, like in the sound, and he goes, oh, like it's so cool. It's like you know when you see like a four year old kid meet a cop for the first time, you know, or like a fireman, you know, and he's like, I want to be that when I grow up. It, it, that's exactly what you get from. <laughs> or kind of like today when I saw the TARDIS, and I was like, oh, oh my god, I want to be the doctor. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, on this recording. Uh, the four of us are together because we went to a convention, um, Super Mega Fest in Framingham, Massachusetts. Um, yeah, we were media. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah. Um, in a way, it was pretty fun. It was small. It was it was more of a comic con, so there wasn't too much anime stuff there. Again, yeah, it was yeah. it was certainly tiny, but they had a lot of really big guests. Yeah, they yeah. had yes. like. They had Christopher Lloyd and uh, Tom uh, Felton in the basement. (laughs) uh, No, seriously, guys. They had their biggest guest to a room all by themselves on a bottom floor, and there was nobody down there. Yeah, Billy Billy West was down there, too. Nobody down there. I was shocked. Yeah. Yeah, you you could literally just walk into the room right up to the guests, you know, but you had to pay $65. (laughs) It was like, no. May I I please, like, address the people of your um, crowd of sorts about this? You see, like, I I totally understand if it's, like, a whole, like, Comic-Con policy that they have to charge people to to meet these celebrities and such. Like, but for me, like, if, if I was to become famous... I would never want to charge my fans to come and meet me. Yeah, I would. I would say I'd be glad to have. I'd be glad to take a picture with you, autograph and everything. That's why I love when I go to these anime conventions. It doesn't cost a penny to to sit down and chat with Kari Walgren and J. Michael Tatum and Brina Palencia. Well, that's why I always thought the anime crowd is more fun too when it comes to press and media and stuff like that because mm. uh, we get to do it all for free and they love it. And speaking and- of the anime crowd, who we gotta meet. Vic Mignogna. What? No. What? We we got to v- meet Vic? What? That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah. let me just say before we get into that, I'm not like dissing any of the celebrities that were at this convention. <laughs> I love them all to death. I just under I understand that this is like Comic Con. Well, policy. it's like it's like the famous Lou Ferrigno story that I heard, where you know where he chased down that person who took a picture of him. Mm-hmm. Like it's like they took a picture of him like from far away, and he saw, and he like chased them down until they paid him. That was a so that, that's story. like one of the rare. Um, <laughs> that was a rumored story. Yeah, um, Lou Ferrigno. If you listen to the Wicked Anime podcast, we don't know if that's true. <laughs> Is it true, Lou Ferrigno? <laughs> well, he's actually um, deaf, so, <laughs> so he, 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 so he may not be listening. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> High five, Andrew. <laughs> uh, so Vic Mignogna. <laughs> He was the anime guest at, at uh, Super Mega Fest, and 
Man, he was such a bubbly guy. Oh, dude, he, he, he was so chill. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was cool. He was nice. Yeah, he, he was. He's he was just a lot nicer than nice. I thought he was going to be. Yeah, because yeah. because we had heard about stories back and yeah. forth, but these are just like rumors. Yeah, and odds are most of these rumors aren't true, mm-hmm. which they're not. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, like cause obviously, if if they were true, then he wouldn't have been so just chill about the entire <laughs> thing. And like, yeah, totally interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, We'll be, you guys will be able to see our interview with Vic eventually um, when we decide to do it. Never. Um, <laughs> we'll, You'll see my three-character island with him, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, um, yeah, it was it was really fun to meet him. Check that off of the bucket list. Steve Bloom's still on there. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Steve Bloom would be amazing. But, yeah, they had, is, but there was just no one at that table. No, there wasn't. You could walk up to a lot of people there, actually. I mean, mm-hmm. like, the only person who we really saw a huge line for was Elvira. Yeah, Elvira had the longest line. Like, and she wasn't even dressed in character. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have her dressed in character though, because like that would that, it probably takes a really long time for her to do that to yeah. get dolled up yeah. like that. So, plus, I'm not really sure how the push up works for her anymore. I think it still works. I think it still it might still work. Does. Is that right? But it seemed like all of the the guests that were there were were kind of like just. Super approachable. I mean, oh, we missed out on John Heater. We did. We missed out on yeah, John no. Heater. I want to ask him about Armacrog. Yeah, so bad. Uh, and then Sergeant Slaughter was there too. That man has a mighty chin. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he was, and he was dressed as Sergeant Slaughter. Like it was not like him. Like oh, Sergeant Slaughter's there in casual clothes. It was, no, it was Sergeant Slaughter. It was, was freaking there. manly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and then they had a they had uh, quite a few other people. Um, Ron Jeremy, porn <laughs> <And> stars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they did. They had a lot stars. of porn stars, play, Playboy playmates. For whatever reason, they were probably the loneliest people at the con. Nobody would would go up to their booths. Uh, <laughs> this is like, no one wants to talk to you. We're here for a comic con. Like, no, that's not a. Well, if we want to go, if we want the porn stuff, we go to AVN in Las Vegas, <laughs> or the internet. <laughs> <laughs> But overall, it was fun. It was good for a couple of hours. We we got in. We were there for four hours, and that's all we really needed. We conquered it in like two. Oh minutes. man, I was yeah. I was I was fighting with myself on the inside though of what if I should buy anything. But I just it just means I have more money for Anime Boston. Yeah, I, I finally found something to buy. Sadly, it's nothing anime related. Once again, I'm still looking for a Cube. I'm still looking for Plue from. Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale. There you go. Fairy Tale. <laughs> and Raid Master. I'm still looking for like a chopper. They're... I'm never able to find any of these characters. Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, Chuck. But I did find plushies of Rocky, Bullwinkle, and Boris and Natasha. Yeah, which is freaking awesome. And see, how could you pass up the Boris and Natasha ones? I mean, it's like you have to get Boris and Natasha if it's available to you. Yeah. <laughs> And they, I mean, they also had Fearless Moose Leader, but I was like, you know what? It's all about Boris and Natasha. No, not really. Yeah, they're Boris like Jesse and James. James. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're buying Ash, Misty, Brock, and Pikachu, and there's Jesse and James. You yeah. have to get the whole thing. <laughs> but who cares about Boss Man? Like, who cares, cares about Giovanni? Yeah. <laughs> and they, me there, they had uh, one of those cat creatures, the Neko, uh, Neko Mouser or something, whatever they're called. They had, uh, from, from, Monster Monster, from Monster Hunter. Like, they had a $35 huge one, and then they had a smaller one. I didn't end up buying it, but I almost did. I was, like, right on the verge of buying it. Yeah. What did you buy? What was the thing that you did buy? I bought um, a Devilman action figure from 1980. And that, and he had three of them there. 
and they were all $10 each, which I was impressed. I could tell in his eyes, he was like, he was like, please buy all three of them, please. But, uh, but I only bought one of them. And that's because that's all I was going to buy. Her boobies have faces on them. <laughs> we played that clip at uh, at the first year of Hardcore Anime with that character. Like, <laughs> it was People awesome. Flipped. Yeah, it was awesome. Like That's when I saw it. I saw it and I was just like, I know what this character is. And I read Devil Manda. And I was like, oh, it's Devil Man. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a fun con, but um, it, it was short-lived for sure. Mm. Yeah, there, there was, was a lot of like really claustrophobic hallways and stuff. Oh my there god! There were no yes. panels, and there were no panels. Yeah, really, all photo panels. shoots. No time to sit down or anything like that. Mm-hmm. No place to sit down really, unless you want to sit in the hallway. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, it was a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, I meet Vic Mignotta, which is awesome. Oh no, yeah, that was it. we. Yeah. We, so like, and it's not that's like how you got to victory. Yeah, yeah. And, when, and it's not like when you're a at an victory. anime con. Uh, uh, I, see what you did there. I did not even attend that pun. <laughs> but it's not like when you're at an anime con and Vic Mignogna's there because he literally he's they say oh you have one hour for you know autograph signings and he's like no you guys don't understand the line is going to be so long you need to give me more time. Yeah, I will. it's true. <laughs> it's very true. It's, he's not saying it because yeah. I, He's the most popular voice actor out there. Let's be honest. I um I will say this: the advantage I would much much prefer going to an anime con than a regular comic con because the guests are the way that you meet guests are cooler, the events are cooler, everything's cooler at an anime con because it's more than just a giant dealer's room. But one of the advantages of Comic Cons is you can walk right up to every single guest, mm-hmm. um, and even if you just want to talk to them so that you don't have to pay for anything, you still get to meet them anytime you want, mm-hmm. and that is one of the coolest. Especially with us because we have a web show. As soon as we tell them we have a web show, they're like they don't ask any questions when when we ask, "Can we interview you?" It's like, "Oh yeah, you have a web show. I guess I have to." You know, <laughs> so. And he was really chill about it. He, like, and he didn't. It's not like he made us pay to interview him or anything like that. Because I'm sure that some of the other guests might have been like, "No, no, you need to pay me." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please give me money. <laughs> give me money. <laughs> okay. So next up in uh, in news, we're gonna move on to some gaming news. Now we only have one little short bit. We're gonna talk about the new uh, PS3 release fighting game from Atlas Ar- Ar- uh, Arc Systems. Atlas. Yes. No, it's Atlas. Yeah, it's the Arc Systems too. Is it? Yep. Alright. All right. Um, and it's called Aquapaza or uh, something like Aquapa- that. Aquapaza. Aquapaza. Yeah, Aquapaza. Right. And that's like the mysterious liquid that brings all these anime worlds together. Yes. That is, that is pretty much the reason why we are bringing it up is because it is... We, we talked about this on a recent episode where it's like, why don't we get any fighting games that have these awesome anime crossovers? Well, they finally brought one here. To America. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I wish it was Fighting Climax, just saying, but we got Aquapaza. Well, Fighting Climax hasn't come out in Japan yet, so we have to wait for that <laughs> to come out, and then we will probably, hopefully, get that. Or, if that doesn't happen, that's why um, PS3 games are region-free. Yeah, that's right. Um, but the characters in the game, they include the series uh, Two Hearts 2, Tears of Tiara, Comic Party, and a whole bunch more. Yeah. The one with the cat characters. <laughs> and like the main protagonist has like got the mask and the demon. But yeah, that's that's another thing that we talked about recently too, was the the whole, you know, crossover gaming thing is becoming way more popular. Like it started with 
the uh, Shonen Jump one, Super Smash Brothers rather, um, and then like it kind of it kind of you know. Yeah, because then they do have the Shonen Jump ones, which I wish we really got those. Because, I mean, you get get a game where you get to play as Jotaro from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Kenshiro? Are you trying to kill me? Like, (laughs) But, like, no, licensing would be a pain in your boom boom if we tried to bring it over here in America. (laughs) And that's it for gaming news. So next up, we're going to talk about some strange news. Yay, French fries. <laughs> that comes that comes later. Um, first, we we'll just talk about uh, how um, I guess Pornhub is trying to make a, a, a form an OS so that they can make an app for the PlayStation Four, 4 and the Wii U. Well, well, no. The, the way it's set up from my from what I heard is it's not an app per se. They're just going to create it so when you go on to the web browsers on Wii U and PS4, it's going to be like, like you know how there's the mobile versions yeah, of like the sites? Yeah, like they make mobile versions yeah. of sites. They'll be like the uh, PS4 and Wii U versions of it. Yeah. They'll, they'll know that you're on the Wii U, so... <laughs> I got that, yeah. Yeah, I got that. But, I mean, like, it, it's, it's going to turn into, like, you know... People are gonna have like that app on their, or they're gonna have that OS on their on their PlayStation Fours. I was like, "Hey, do you want to play some games?" No, <laughs> no, we're not gonna turn it on. He's like, "Oh, what is that?" <laughs> no, nothing. I'm, I don't want to touch that <laughs> controller. I, you don't know what that? No, no, we're not. We're not gonna touch it. Yeah, it seems like a weird thing to do on your on your PlayStation anyway. Surf the net. Like I would. I mean, not 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 for porn, but like in general. Like just like why? Yeah. Just use your computer. Like I don't surf the net on my phone because like it's a pain in the butt. Like, it takes a long heck? time to load. Yeah, and just use a computer. <laughs> play play your PlayStation. The reason why you turned on your PlayStation was to play video games. Yep. Stop but, looking at all the porn all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need porn everywhere. <laughs> But in all seriousness, it's not the it's not the only site that does it. Oh yeah, no, no, Sugar no, no, no. DVD has done it. There's a few other. I don't know like, what that one is. <laughs> they actually held they actually held like a part uh, like a Paxi's party this past year. I, from from what I heard from rumors, there was like topless wait staff and such. <laughs> I'm surprised. Oh, God, <laughs> men just like walking around shirtless men everywhere. So uh, next up in strange news. Have you guys heard about this this thing that's been going on? Uh, in a, it was at a Singapore uh, convention where uh, Kill a Kill uh, cosplayers were were arrested. I think it was just one cosplayer. No, the, she wasn't arrested. What it was was this woman was complaining about her costume because it was too revealing. Cops just talked to the cosplayer and then the cops just left. Oh really? I actually, I honestly thought it was worse than that. Like from well, the well, the woman that was trying to actually attack the the kill a kill cosplayer because she had just gotten out of a like church. The church. Yeah, because it was like going on right there, and then they just walked out of church, and then there was the cosplayer, and you saw all the everything, the boobs, and it was just like I don't like that because and then no, ch- I'm sensitive. And then the churchgoer was trying to actually throw her down, throw down the cosplayer down. I think I think the churchgoer was the one who got arrested, possibly. Apparently, no. I think it's, no. Apparently, no one was arrested. The cosplayer was reportedly shaken by the entire incident, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I think I would be too. If just some yes. random woman started like just coming up to you and you got the cops called on you simply because you're wearing cosplay, that would be that would be unsettling. I would probably be wearing a coat though, wherever I was going. In that, because because regardless of regardless of where of where you're, if you're going somewhere or not. You probably shouldn't just be walking around dressed as, uh, um, you know, Ryoko or whatever her name is. But it was at a, it was at a, it was at an anime festival. 
Oh, I see. So, I mean, and it was just they happened to be nearby. She's brave for wearing that costume regardless. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly won't be complaining if I see uh, cosplays of that. Oh, there will be plenty. <laughs> oh, yes. There Hopefully, let, let's, let's specifically good cosplays of it. Yes. <laughs> well, it's kind of like Yoko. Like, like, you know, when you see Yoko cosplays walking around. Oh, what I mean is we don't want to see fat dude Misty go, hey, I'll do the girl from Kill a Kill this year. Don't do it. Don't do it. Haven't you the children enough? That actually might be pretty funny. <laughs> you can use the same suspenders from the Misty costume. <laughs> Which brings us to French fries. Um, there's a story uh, recently came out of China that China has made a French fry vending machine. They took the uh, best snack in the world and they made a vending machine out of it so that you get a perfect French fry every time. And the thing that makes it so impressive is that one machine, maybe the first machine, I, I didn't really, it didn't really specify in the story, but one machine cost $1 million to make and five years to make it. I guess it goes a lot into the French fry making technology, but man, that is a long time to just make a vending machine that makes French fries. I've been waiting five years, now I can finally have French fries. <laughs> what if they just gave up and they said, all right, we're just going to hire someone to just be inside the machine, chop <laughs> the fries up, <laughs> boom, there you go. <laughs> Magic of technology! The future is here, yeah. guys. You can get vending machine French fries. <laughs> Now hiring the youth of China yeah, right? to create these French fries for you. <laughs> oh, gosh. They're just inside the machines. And like, that's yeah. as strange as it gets. <laughs> so now it's time to move on to what we're watching. I'm watching a couple things. Uh, any of you guys want to start? I'll go. I'll go. Uh, I've been watching Kyokai no Kanata, uh, Samurai Flamenco, Kill a Kill, Golden Time, uh, I know there's another one, but I'm forgetting its name right now, and I don't know why. But yeah, those are the ones that I've been watching recently. Okay. Hopefully those are, hopefully those don't need any explanation for you guys, because we've already talked about most of those shows. So, mm-hmm. that's, so We haven't talked about Samurai Flamenco yet. That's true. Is that a good one? It's a good one. I think it's good. I think it's entertaining. It's funny. It's got good jokes that hit on the spot for me, at least. Is it similar to, like, Tiger and Bunny? That's what the kind of vibe I'm getting I haven't seen that one yet. Really? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Just say yes and we'll move on. Yes! <laughs> it is very similar to Tiger and Bunny. Don't quote me on that. Actually, quote me on that. Nobody nobody listens to us anyway, so... Or a two-believer. Yeah. No, it's it's funny. It's like an origin story for a superhero, so it's it's got a lot of, you know, stuff that hits close to home, like the spider... Uh, the spider. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. It's got lots of, like, Power Rangers reference type things, and it's a lot of fun, so... It's, it's worth the watch, I think. Cool. Uh, Evan? Alright, so let's see. I've been watching Kill a Kill. I've watched the first two episodes of it. I've been really loving it, especially all like the hidden references and such in it. Uh, I finally finished watching um, The Black Lagoon OVA. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. I still haven't started Bear's Blood Trail. Really? Yep. Um, I mean, Andrew owns it, so I'll just borrow it from him. I just, just I wrecked it. through it. I already yeah, knew it. Yeah, I, 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 I watched all five episodes. <laughs> in, in I just, I, I just, I knew, I already knew it was going to happen, though, because I've read all the manga. Mm-hmm. It's good, though. It's so good. I love Black Lagoon. It's, and, one, it's one of my tops. You know, I'm catching up on some Soul Eater. I'm catching up on some Kobato. And I'm just waiting for Wolf Children to come in the mail so I can watch that forever and ever and ever. <laughs> Same here. Five times in one night. Um... <laughs> If you don't didn't need any more reason to watch Wolf Children, we've all pre-ordered it, so you should pre-order it because it's a good idea. Or just come over to our house and we'll watch it all together. <laughs> That's right. Just knock on our doors and say, "I'm here to watch." Wolf and we'll Children. say, "Who are you?" 
How do you know where I live? <laughs> we'll try to do a riff track, but unfortunately, just be us crying <laughs> throughout the whole. <laughs> no, 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 except for the one scene, we'll be like, "Hey, get a room." <laughs> that, one <laughs> that one scene. They did get a room. They're what are you room. talking about. But we were watching them get a room. <sighs> it's a it's a movie. I gonna move on. <laughs> Andrew, have you been watching anything recently? Um. Still Outbreak Company. Have I watched Outbreak... Talking about Outbreak Company? I don't know if you have maybe a while ago. I like Outbreak Company. Is it, well, the monkey and Dustin Hoffman and Kevin Spacey? (laughs) (laughs) That's just regular kind Outbreak. (laughs) Um, Oh, um, there is a cool thing, though, that um, Suse no Gargantia released their second OVA. Yeah. I watched, and it was cool, but it was about a character I never had any interest in. So, like, they, they were like, like, you know, the whole twist of the, or the whole thing of the series is, you know, it's like, oh, this captain comes back, or spoilers. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, and everything. So, the OVA was about him coming to Earth. Like, so, you know, you know, the main character comes to Earth, and then it's, uh, the OVA, uh, or you find out later in the series, oh, he's on planet Earth, too, so the OVA was explaining how he got to Earth, but it was, uh, the whole time I was watching it, I was kind of like... I don't care because the story was complete without knowing why he was there. Like, I mean, they told the whole the whole story anyway, which I suppose that's why it was an OVA and not. But I would I would like more content from the main characters than an OVA, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was still it was still good. I, I like I like Gargantia. I can't wait for that to be licensed. Yeah. That needs to be licensed because I'll buy that instantly. Yeah, um, and I guess lastly. Uh, I actually went back in time, and I actually started watching Lucky Star. Uh, I've seen the first three episodes for the first time, or I guess I saw, I saw the first episode like a long time ago, and then um, I just started watching it you know, uh, now. I've always thought of the first episodes as a joke episode, because it's just them about talking about food. Yeah, talking about how to eat specific food. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere, but it feels like, okay, we did the first episode, here comes the real comedy of the show for everyone that stuck around. It's kind of like when um, <laughs> it, it's it's kind of like uh, when Andy Kaufman did that TV special. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, in fact, this is the end of the special. Go now, go away, bye bye, and you just see him waiting around. Not that all of my friends are here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start the real show. Or that, that's, that why, kinda, that's why I felt Lucky Star did. That reminds me of like when you go to see a Marvel movie and you see people leaving the theater once the credits roll. Yeah. And like You can tell who's a Marvel fan and who isn't, yeah. but who actually sticks around. But the, the show actually has a lot of merit that I didn't realize that I should be giving it credit for. Like the fact that the characters are singing. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Karaoke at the end of every episode, so there's a different ending theme. Lucky oh, Channel. Yeah. Uh, Lucky Channel's funny. The one thing that I have been doing while I've been watching it was I watch one episode on Crunchyroll in Japanese, and then they have the English version, the dubbed on YouTube. And I watched the same exact episode twice in a row because I, I want to hear how it translated because there are so many great voice actresses on the English that I, that I wanted to hear it. I wanted to hear it all right away. And Kari Walgren, they had um, Stephanie Shea, Stephanie Shea, Wendy Lee, um, Michelle Ruff. Yeah, Michelle yes. Ruff. That's what I was. Trying, that's the one I was trying to think of. Not Stephanie Shea. Or? No, no, Michelle Ruff, but Stephanie Shea too. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's just like like. All of your favorite, all of your favorites are there. You yeah. know, it's it's crazy. Oh, that's true. I suppose I should um, mention that uh, basically on Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll has all of Toradora. And uh, last episode, I explained that I was watching it, but I got a premium account, like, or I started my trial version just so I could finish Toradora, and I did. I, I can't wait to get it on a DVD, like, because I I love that. I, I thought it was excellent. Toradora was freaking awesome. And for you to believe it, I were reviewed a couple weeks ago Golden Time, which is from the same creator of Toradora. And you definitely, you definitely get that feel. I, mm-hmm. I really like Golden Time a lot. It's cute. Do you recommend it for people who like Toradora? Or? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Absolutely. Then maybe I'll check it out then. All right. Well. Uh, that actually was kind of a semi-good segue into uh, our Tabagachi for tonight, which we're talking about voice actors. At least I think it's one that we decided on, right? We're mm-hmm. cool with that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we were... I have a feeling that we've talked about this before in, in like a really early episode, but that's okay. I don't think so. We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> voice actors 2.0, maybe. Perhaps. Or 1.5. Or 1.5, maybe. <laughs> Um, we don't know numbers. <laughs> so why don't we just do a round robin real quick? Talk about um, who some of our favorites are, or or actually maybe a short list would be our favorite. I'll start with mine. Speaking of which, one of the reasons why I watched uh, Lucky Star in English was because of Kari Walgren. She she's totally one of my favorites. I, I definitely think I have like a schoolboy crush on her, <laughs> which was awesome when I when when I met her at. At Anime Boston last year because she was so excited about everything too. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Kari Walgren is probably my favorite because she can be, she can be like that cute, you know, little little uh, girl, and then she could also be like that tough badass chick. I suppose for me, it is pretty obvious to at least to these guys that it's J. Michael Tatum. <laughs> to us, yes. To, to you, because I've talked about him a lot. Uh, I'm a member of the Shadow Followers of J. Michael Tatum. Hi, if any of you are out there. Um, I helped design the graphic for the new website. Uh, but no, I like him because I think he has a good range, and I just I just want them to use him more, because he just is a really chill guy, and he's the reason why I watch Summer Wars, because if you haven't watched it, you're not cool, and I wanted to be cool, and then I got something great out of the deal, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, J. Michael Tatum, actually, I, I, when I met him at Anime Boston, I had him sign my Summer Wars uh, DVD, and he got super excited about it. And he was like, I show this to all my non-anime friends. We sit down, we watch, and we all cry together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a good movie. Uh, my favorite voice actress is uh, uh, Laura Bailey, because she's cute. 
She's way adorable. <laughs> she's so cute. And, like, she's got just the sweetest voice I've ever heard. Like, super gentle. Kind of kind of mousy sometimes, and it's just uh, it's so Does cute. she play, um, I in Shin-Chan? Yes. Uh, well, no, she plays Shin-Chan. The, oh, oh, she does? Who's the one who plays I? The one who played Momoka and Sergeant Frog and... Momoka and Sergeant Frog is Monica Real, which That's... she is, like, another one of my top favorites. Yeah. Um, I get the two of them mixed up for some reason. Uh, Mainly because I think it's, they work a lot together, and you see their name in the credits. Most, most notably, uh, Laura Bailey, or uh, very notably, uh, Laura Bailey played Maka okay. yeah. in, in and Soul Eater. Oh, okay. You should tell your Megacon story. I should tell my Megacon story about how I walked up to her, and I was like, Hi, Laura Bailey. You're Laura Bailey. I think you have a cute voice. And I said, I hope that's not creepy. And she said, No, it's not. I actually very much appreciate when people tell me that. Travis Willingham is going to come and Superman punch you in the face. Yeah, right? <laughs> I would like to high-five Travis Willingham. Just yeah. be like, good job, man. <laughs> I guess it's my turn. Well, someone who usually pairs up with J. Michael Tatum, Brina Palancia, is one of my say. favorites. I love her portrayal of Scale Phantom Hive and Black Butler. She got like that British accent down very well, surprisingly. But the role that I love her so much in is Tamama. In terms of fraud. Yeah. She is able to do the, the cutesy-wootsy version of Tamama, and then the bat-shit-crazy version <laughs> of him in, like, three seconds flat. Yeah, it's, it's, she's pretty fantastic. She's also a really good live-action actress as well. She has this fantastic web series called The Troubadours, where it's her and a bunch of other, like, college students start, start up a group, and they're like a singing troupe. But it's not like it's not like Glee or anything like that <laughs> terrible. But it's like really funny songs about specific days, like fake holidays that they are celebrating. It's something you should really check out. She is hilarious in this show, and just all together, Brina's really cool. I got to meet her last—not last year. It was like 2011 at Anime Boston, and. One of my favorite people I got to interview. As a quick aside, um, I think I think it's really funny when voice actors you find out about their other jobs, like with Travis Willingham, how he was in Secondhand Lions and got punched in the face. The guy who punched him in the, because he was oh what's his name? He's like the old actor guy who's Michael Caine. Yeah, punched him in the face, gave him a bloody nose, and <laughs> and he was like, "Here's a hundred dollars. Don't tell anyone." <laughs> <laughs> um, and or. He was on um, Nip Tuck, and he played a transvestite. Oh wow! And if you go, if you go on that clip, all the comments are about miniskirts. I like the <laughs> FMA, and I'm like, this is brilliant. Or Todd Habercorn was in Barney. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. He played some guy called Knickerbocker or whatever, and he's in like stilts. <laughs> it's ridiculous. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, it's, it's a lot of fun, like just looking up their other work. <laughs> Yeah, voice actors have, have really, like, odd jobs. Like, that is, like, basically what yeah. they have. <laughs> and the voice, or the life of a voice actor is rough with uh, all the, you know, auditions that they constantly have to be doing. We got really in-depth to this when we talked to Kyle A. Bear at AFO. Uh, we went to one of his voice acting panels. He was talking about how he, he runs voice acting, like, private voice acting classes and stuff like that. He does, he does uh, Kyle A. Bear Live, which is, or, or Kyle TV, that's what it's called, um, where he, he does, he has like his own, own show where you can chat with him, and uh, yeah, he, he was talking a lot about how, you know, getting auditions is a really tough thing in the voice acting industry, and you have to take every one you get, I, well, I, we've actually heard that a lot, is that you have to take every single one that you get, which is sometimes why you, you hear 
some some actors do interesting things on camera or or rather on on mic. Yeah, um, they take interesting roles. That's what you know. Vic was saying when we interviewed him it was like when I asked him, "Was there any roles that you regretted?" He was like, "It's not that I regretted them. It was more the fact that I didn't know what I was getting myself into and what the show was really about." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because most voice uh, American voice actors don't see the scripts much before the show before they go. Like usually, they just kind of hand them something and then they're like, "Go." Unless they're a fan of it before, because I remember Vic Vignana said that it was Caitlin Glass handed him like a DVD with four episodes of Orin High School Host Club on it, mm-hmm. and he watched it and he's like, "I want to play Tamaki." <laughs> and at that point, he it hadn't even been licensed by Funimation, so he didn't even know if they were going to get the license. Yeah. But he's like, "I want to be Tamaki. There's no question about it. That's who I want to be." <laughs> and then he auditioned for it and he got it and he was really super happy. <sighs> and. It's remained one of his big fangirl's favorite roles. Yes. Yeah. All those oh, fangirls. the fangirl swoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's not another episode, though. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being a fangirl. Well. <laughs> Except, of course, if you're the type that likes to kidnap your heroes and type to bed, yeah. force them to write stories, and then that might be life. That might be wrong <laughs> that, at being a That's fangirl. wrong. That's wrong. That might be wrong in being a fangirl. Stephen King wrong. <laughs> Are there voice actors that aren't that used that you want to see more of? Like, just that have done smaller roles and haven't really gotten that much screen time? That's a good question. Yeah. Well, I pro- you probably know the answer. I, we probably share the same answer. Um, the guy who voices Grell on Black Butler. Frederick. What is his name? Frederick something? He's been in, like... I, like, that's his one major role, and I think he's done some Walla for other things, but, like... Uh, no, I, I looked him up, and it's, like, the only role he's ever been put in. It's, and it's just, like... Ah, and I remember I was listening to the commentary of Black Butler 2, which is terrible, by the way, but I was listening to the commentary, and it was J. Michael Tatum and Brita Palencia, and they were complimenting how well a job he did for one that was a character really hard to portray for any voice actor, but as his first role. Mm-hmm. That's not mine, though. That's not mine. Really? No. Okay. Mine is Micah Solosad because, and he played Soul in Soul Eater. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's very true. And <laughs> that's his, like, one really, I mean, you don't, I know he's done a couple other things, but, and I remember listening to how he got into anime was very interesting because he, he's from Hawaii, and he came in for one, like, they called him in for an audition because he sent in a demo reel, and they brought, he came, he flew all the way to Texas did the audition, they're like, hey, we like you, you're great, we might use you again. Flies back to Hawaii, doesn't tell them that he's doing this. They call him up again, hey, we'd like to use you again. And he, So he buys another ticket from Hawaii to Texas, goes to Texas, records again, and they're like, yeah, yeah, that was good, we might use you again. And he's like, um, yeah, that might not work out so well because I live in Hawaii and I can't really do that. And they're like, why didn't you tell us? <laughs> and so they're like, we have this anime that we're doing, it's Soul Eater, uh, audition for it, and if we like you and you want to stick around, then stick around. So he did. He auditioned for it. They liked him. He got it. And like, if you're gonna stick around, stick around. Mm-hmm. But and he's he's in Wolf Children. Yes, he plays uh, Ame, right? Older Ame. Yeah. Oh, he older. does. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's just like his, one of his new roles, and I'm like, I like him so much, and they just need to use him more. <laughs> I, li- I like his voice. I thought he was Johnny Young Bosch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 What about you two? Joe McDonald, yeah. Um, he was um, 
Uh, Brian's roommate. Yeah, Brian's roommate. One of our one of our artists, uh, uh, comic book friends, um, roommate roomed with him in te- uh, when they were in Texas in college. That is kind of amazing. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, so they're personal friends. I would very much like to see him used uh, more. And uh, Joel McDonald very much used more and more animes because I re- one for for the fact that I really. I have a I have a very uh, limited or there's a very limited opinion about who of people who agree with me, but uh, but I really enjoy Sekirei, but I thought he did a really good job as well. It's just it's it's frustrating when you like someone and then you don't get to see them and you're like, come on. He isn't a lot more um, than some of those uh, the other guys mm-hmm. that you uh, talked about, but uh, but he you really really don't see him a lot at all. Because he sounds familiar. I think I've seen him in something, but I don't remember what. And I'm like, ah, damn it. Okay, what about you? I don't know. It's because that, that's what I mean. Because a lot of the a lot of the Bang Zoom people aren't being used as much. Not even like Johnny Young Bosch has gotten as many roles as he used to because yeah, companies that used to be around they used to license the animes and use Bang Zoom aren't around. Well, wasn't Bang Zoom? Uh... I freaking got it. I know who who I want to see more of. The guy who plays Dutch in Black Lagoon. Because that is yes. his, that is his only anime. He's that's the only voice acting role he has ever done is Dutch in Black Lagoon. Mm. That dude needs more work because Dutch is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Along the same lines, the guy who plays L in the English dub of Death Note, Alessandro Giuliani, he needs more work because I liked him as L. I thought he was good. Oh, that guy. I wasn't even familiar with who that was, believe yeah. it or not. He's like, a, you know, he's a Canadian voice actor. He is the prince in all the Barbie movies. Oh. <laughs> I thought I just mentioned that because I'm like, what else has he done? And I look it up and I'm like, what the hell? You have given me my answer, actually, because he played Light in Death Note. Brad Swell needs more <laughs> yes. work. And, and Rock in and, and, and Black Lagoon. And, and he played, uh, what's his name, in Hikaru no Go. He played the actual, like, he played the spirit in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's like because that whatever dump, dubbing company that was, it's up in Canada because he's the Canadian voice actor. They just I don't know. It just like you never see them get any licenses nowadays. No, there's there's a lot of Canadian voice because um Ocean Studio right? Yeah. Okay. Well, because it's it's the same thing. Ocean. Um, uh, the voice actress of Revy from Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. She's a Canadian voice actress too, and she she's only played Revy really in the animes. She plays um Susan Test in Johnny Test, that Canadian Flash yeah. cartoon. That's yeah. that's Revy. <laughs> like I, I, I found that out. I was, I was like, "You've got to be freaking kidding me!" Like, especially because now I hear it too. You know, like just the voice—it's amazing. <laughs> um, same, actually, uh, another Canadian voice actress um, who I was really surprised to see around was um, uh, again. I don't know her name, uh, but she's the voice actress of Claire Redfield mm-hmm. in um, in Resident in all the Resident Evil games. Yeah. Other than that, she really isn't in much. Um, uh, but the reason I know that is because she's in one of the Bakugan series in English. Um, she plays uh, Mira in season in the second series of Bakugan, mm-hmm. um, and she's the best voice actress. Like out of because you know like a lot of the kids like American boy like for Bakugan and Yu Gi Oh it's like four kids uh, level <laughs> level dubbing, um, but she is like at a professional level dub for that kind of stuff because she's really good. Uh, and Bakugan is, I like Bakugan, so. <laughs> that kind of turned into a weird topic, Canadian voice actors. <laughs> that, is, that is really, really... Turned into a perfect yeah. uh, discussion. Um, there's another one who, for Foundation, I've only seen her in a couple things, but she's, I think she's getting more work now. 
Um, and she was in this one anime, Sacred Blacksmith, that I didn't really like. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, she, I haven't seen it either, but I know what you're talking about. Um, she was the, like, it was like a, uh, she was a character who turned into a sword. But her name's Anastasia Munoz. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And I just don't think that they use her enough, and I wish that they did, because, um, she was in Sekiro Pure Engagement in episode 10. Thought I'd mention that. Um, her name's Arya in Sacred Blacksmith, and I just I wish they would use more of her. I really do because I like her. That's a labor of love, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Which is a good thing because that would mean that you know a lot of voice actors are actually fans of what they do. It's part of um, having such a good fan following because unlike celebrities who get pampered and and seen all the time and they get kind of stuck up over it. Voice actors don't really get that luxury, and that's why when they go to cons, they're, like, super nice and everything like that. It's because they actually, you know, enjoy seeing their fans, because they never see their fans face-to-face. Yeah. You know? That's yeah, why they, they like cons, is because, is because when they go out on that stage and people see their face and people cheer... Like, yeah. yeah, they think it's just as amazing. Like, they think, like, we think it's amazing that we get to see them. They think it's amazing that people want to see them. Yeah. yeah. Which is what, um, which is what Daryl Gilbo said when we interviewed him at, um, Florida Anime Experience. Which he is a genu- years ago. genuinely the nicest and best, like, one of the best people I've ever talked to. Daryl Gilbo should be uh, getting more work, too. Yes, Daryl Gilbo should be getting much more work. This list is getting longer and longer and longer. Um, another, I forget his name, but he plays Claire Stanfield in Bacchanal, and he has that really creepy voice, and, and I, I think they need to use him more. Because he, he's also an FMA, because he plays the one serial killer who, like, chops up women. Oh, um, Barry the Butcher. Yeah, Barry the <laughs> Chopper. Barry the Chopper, that's his name. And I just feel like they should use him more, because I really like having that extra little, like, because I don't think they have people who are, because it's hard, because his voice is just so naturally unsettling when he plays those roles, <laughs> oh, and I, I think that's awesome. <laughs> like, just having a naturally creepy voice is kind of really, really unique, and they need to use him more. I, I honestly can't think of any other voice actors now. You took all the other ones. <laughs> I think we've named every single voice actor. <laughs> oh, goodness. I don't know, but you know who is another good one who doesn't get more work is um, uh, KT Gray, who plays yes. Sarah Victoria in Helsing. Absolutely. She's never done anything cause, else. Yeah, because just like Dutch, like that's her only role is Sarah Victoria. And, like, Who's the, the person who plays Integra? Don't know. I forget. Because I don't remember seeing her in a lot of things either, and I think she needs to get more work, whoever she is. I'm sorry if, if you're listening to this, <laughs> and you're like, why doesn't she know my name? Person. I'm sorry. But you do a very nice British accent. I do appreciate that. I think it's authentic. It's very authentic. No, I, I, mean, I, I, I mean... I, I, think no, I, showed, I showed it to my grandpa, and he's like, no, yeah, that's a real British accent. And my grandpa would know, because he's British. <laughs> um, well, because uh, Katie Gray is, um, is British. So I think that's I think that's why she only has like Helsing under her belt. It's like they're not like actively seeking out British people. There's no, there's American there's no not a high demand for sweet British girls. Yeah, because there's just not a lot of anime about British things unless it's like it's like Helsing and and Black, Black Butler. Butler. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Uh, and they had it covered with Black Butler because Funimation. Because Funimation. Because Funimation rocks. And I, I do like the actress who also plays Integra in the abridged Helsing. 
because I think she does. Whatever. I know, I know. You you have a different opinion than tells the ultimate version I do, but I think it's amazing. Why doesn't Takahata One Hundred One get actual anime work? Why does he just still do a bridge stuff? I don't know, but like I think it's awesome that they got legit voice actors in their most recent one. Yeah, like actual. I'm like, how the frick did you do that? Like, ah. I forget who was on the list, but it was, they got, like, two legit voice actors that were, like, Funimation voice actors. Did they pay them? I, probably not. <laughs> they probably did because, oh, we we love your guys' work, so let's, let's They, they would have probably had to. Remember, they had, they had Kyle Seabart play Santa Claus in Christmas Tree of Might. <laughs> and who was it? Yeah, Christopher Spot. They got him in Helsing Ultimate Abridged as well. Oh, seriously? In That's freaking one. awesome. In the third one, in the beginning, when you hear that guy, like... The, right before they make the aristocrat <laughs> joke. Um, I don't think we made it to the third one. I think we stopped at the second one. Yeah. Oh. Heresy. 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 You missed. Heresy. You stopped at the best one. Sorry. If they wanted us to keep watching until we got to the best one, they should have made the first two good. Boom. <laughs> they were, they were good. good. Suck it. <laughs> Come on, the whole Adventure Time gag. I will say that, um, and at least in the abridging world, I think voice acting in general in the abridging world has gotten better and better as time goes on. That's true. Um, most of the people who 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 do abridged series are aspiring voice actors and actresses, and it is actually a pretty good place to start. It's a good demo reel. Yeah, yeah. it is a good demo reel. Legitimately, if you're good, like I mean, there's there's some pretty poor. Yeah, there's some, there's some pretty, pretty bad poor ones out there. But I Santa mean, Moon abridged, <laughs> even though it is funny. The, the voice acting is still pretty bad in it. Uh, but I do think that definitely the Team Four Star group, they are just getting better and better. Because I, I remember seeing their first ones. And I mean, it was it was good, but like, it's so much better now. They've just progressed so far. And that's really nice to see. I like seeing their passion. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Lil Karibo is still just Lil Karibo. Okay, so that's all for the Tapagachi. Let's move on to some fan service. We got a couple uh, couple pieces of fan service this week. Yeah, we got some really long answers. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Let's start off with the simple ones. Our fan Kyle, he uh, sent us uh, just a message saying that he started watching Kill a Kill on our recommendation, and he said it's silly, awesome, fan service win. Which I agree. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can't, get, you can't watch something that's Studio Trigger and not get some fan service. I mean, or take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So he also goes on to uh, recommend some uh, Japanese folklore, um, because we, when we talked about in last week's episode... Um, yep. you things know, you learn from Japan. Things we learn from Japan. Uh, there's a lot of animes that are based off of Jap- origi- uh, Japanese sto- folklore that's already been told. And uh, he showed us over to Folk Tales from Japan, which is on Crunchyroll, and then they also have uh, Japanese ghost stories. Yeah, which, um, now that you mention it... Uh, I think I actually uh, answered this back. Is I totally spaced last time. Uh, the whole point of us even going towards that topic was so that I could mention Joshiraku, and like I, we just totally neglected to talk about Joshiraku. So if you guys want to learn things about Japan through anime, watch Joshiraku. It's basically podcast the anime, where it's about you know five girls who sit in a room and talk about weird things that Japan does and about the culture and about the history and about the language and about the writing and everything you want to learn about Japan. It's literally like an, it's like an adult learning channel. It's amazing. Unlike the regular learning channel, which has really crappy reality shows now that don't teach you anything. And for the most part, after 
after um, those things that we went through, we've pretty much we got a, a good response of people who were suggesting some new Tapagashis for us for the future. So we're not going to discuss them right now because we'll, we'll keep them a secret, you know, for when you actually listen to the episodes as they come out. Uh, but thank you for your contributions, and we'll definitely get to get to them all. They're in the, they're in our library. We have placed them in our library of Tapagachis. Right. And we do actually have a library of Tapagachis. <laughs> I'm not fluffing you. So it's time for some shameless plugs. That's right, guys. Um, if you guys want to uh, join in on our conversation, uh, perhaps you want to talk about your favorite voice actor, or even maybe a, an old topic that we talked about before, you can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That is wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That is all one word. Uh, you can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where apparently people have been uh, sending us a lot of responses when I post the, or when we post the podcast link uh, on there, which is kind of cool. I enjoy that. I respond pretty quickly, or hopefully. You can find us at tumblr.com slash wickedanime, or I'm sorry, uh, wickedanime.tumblr.com. That one always gets me. Uh, where we, Victoria runs that, and we frequently post uh, fun stuff. Jonathan and I are floating around there every once in a while. Uh, you can also find us at nerdyshow.com slash wicked anime, where you're either already listening to this podcast or if you're, uh, if you're not listening to this on the iTunes channel and you can also find our other review videos there and everything, which is pretty freaking sweet. And if you want to just watch our regular review videos, go to youtube.com slash wicked anime reviews, where we semi frequently post videos, but they are always a good time. And do you guys want to post your or plug your stuff? Go right ahead. All right, this is my long one. For the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bass Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, song requests for No Borders or Race, if you're a band and want to be featured on the show, and if you have questions for our Japanese teacher, Sawa Sensei, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbassbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter at king underscore baby underscore duck. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Boston Bastard Brigade. You can follow our Tumblr at b3crew.tumblr.com. And also, don't forget the other websites Electric Sisterhood, Ash.co, Gigagro, Gigagro.com, Issues Program, IssuesProgram.com. And also, don't forget to look up on our Electronic Gaming Monthly Now program partner page at egmnow.com slash Electric Sisterhood. What do you got, Sarah? Uh, for me, I am 42Believer. You can find me at 42Believer.tumblr.com, um, at Twitter at 42Believer, on Facebook, 42's Anime Reviews, and on YouTube, uh, 42's Anime Reviews there as well. You can also find me, I am a member of JTaku, a subset of the podcast PodTaku, which is also on YouTube. Check me out there. I recently did a discussion on Ruby, and that's pretty much it for me. All right. I hope you all brought a uh, pad and pen, because that is a lot to remember. But, but we highly recommend you check them out. Absolutely. Please. Please. Um, please. 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 <laughs> Sarah, you don't need any help. <laughs> Shut up. I, we all need all the help we can get. Don't lie. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's it for this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. We will see you next time. It's time to sign off the only way we know how. Okay, bye. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Oh. <laughs>
coming this Cyber Monday, the Electric Sisterhood Holiday Gift Guide featuring gift ideas that you should get for everybody because if you don't, you are a very terrible person and suck at Christmas slash Hanukkah slash Kwanzaa. As good as, good as that was, this is coming out the Thursday after Cyber Monday. So, <laughs> go to, so go to egnnow.com slash electric sisterhood. Check out the cal- check out the catalog. Thanks for listening to Wicked Anime Podcast. As listeners support entertainment, we allow you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, shopping at nerdyshow.com slash store, or directly donating to this network. And each size contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com slash support to chip in. To find out how you and your company can underwrite this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more episodes of Wicked Anime, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes store. And for the latest news on us, you can follow us on any social network. (laughs) We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.